welcome to the monthly Skill Bite Show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. I am delighted to have as our guest, Kim Speed. Kim is the founder and CEO of Purple Moon Creative Brand and Marketing Boutique, where she shares her brand expertise and business knowledge with budding and building entrepreneurs. Kim is the recipient of the 2019 Most Influential Businesswoman in Brand Development. And Kim is an Amazon bestselling author of Branding on a Shoestring, How to Recreate Your Small Business Identity and Increase Sales Results in 83 Days or Less. Kim has worked as a graphic designer, art director, and creative director during her years in the corporate world and has had the pleasure to work with Fortune 500 clients, including Coca-Cola, TD Bank, Ford, and Molson Coors. Kim's design skills drew her to the world of advertising. And once she began her journey, she gained experience and expertise in brand strategy, writing, and marketing. Kim, I am so delighted to have you with us today on the Skill Light Show. Oh, Judy, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you. I'm looking forward to hearing you talk about how to build a personal, personal brand around your book. Well, then this is a this is great opportunity for me because I love talking about brands and personal branding. Um, uh, I love helping uh, people build their business, and uh, you know, author being an author myself, I I totally uh, understand the power of a brand for authors. Well, can you start with telling us a little bit about what is a personal personal brand? So. It's interesting um, that you asked this question, Judy, because uh, so many people say to me, oh, you know, do I need to create a personal brand? Um, you know, or should I do it now or, or should I do it later? What I tell everyone is you have a brand. Everybody is a brand already. Um, it's the way that people uh, think about you or how they would describe you to somebody else when you're not there. So um, I like people to think about a brand, especially a personal brand is actually, it's equivalent to your reputation. So if you um, take out the word brand and replace it with reputation, should I be you know, building my reputation or working on my reputation? I think that you realize that it's actually something that's pretty important to everybody. Um, and it's, um, if you don't, take care of your brand and nurture it and cultivate it, then it's easier for your competition to actually do that, you know, decide what your brand stands for for you. So it's a pretty important thing to take care of. <laughs> well, I'm not sure um, that competition would necessarily take care of it for you, but they'll take care of their own, which kind of leaves you behind. Well, that's exactly what happens is that, you know, they start standing out and um, they do 
they've made your brand irrelevant, basically. So if you don't take care of it, then you become um, invisible. So you, uh, you know, you've spent all this time um, building up your expertise. So you're um, an authority at something or, you, you know, you're um, skilled at something and you want to share that with people. So whether you have um, decided you're going to write a book or you've already written a book, it's pretty important to create a brand. So a brand done well is um, a way to help influence an audience on the way that you want them to perceive you. It positions you as the authority in an industry or a category and it differentiates you from um, the competition. So I love using for authors this um, example. If I say Stephen King, everybody immediately you know, has a vision and um, ways that they would describe it or describe him. So for me, it's, you know, like scary, edge of my seat, imaginative. So three words come to mind right away. And they're probably pretty similar for most people. They might be a little bit different uh, descriptive words, but they're all in the same area. So even though I don't know him personally, I know his reputation. And that's what you're building. You're building a way of being seen by your audience and being thought of. So that's why, uh, that's what a personal brand really is. Okay, well, yeah, I can see that that is pretty important. I mean, authors, my clients, business owners are writing their books in order to be seen by their prospects and clients. It's not enough just to write a book. You then have to do things so that your book is seen by the right people. How do exactly. you do that? So, um, yeah, let's just talk a little bit about, okay, if I'm going to spend this time building a brand, um, what's it going to do for me, right? Because I have a lot of people that will say, um, you know, if I, if I invest all this time in my book, you know, and then I have to think about the brand, what's, it, what's the brand going to do for me? Well, it's going to build that trust. The other thing a brand will do is um, open up opportunities for you to um, possibly get featured in media. It's going to help you build your audience. It's going to help you connect in the right networks of people. It's going to attract more buyers. It's going to enable you to um, probably get more business opportunities. And it'll allow you to charge premium prices for your services. So if, it, if a brand is done well, it's gonna build that credibility that we talked about. And um, the other thing that is really important is if you start building your brand before you actually publish a book, it can help you to get more sales because people are starting to know you, you have um, get known for that um, expertise, you've built that credibility, and it will help you to actually get more sales or use that book to um, get those opportunities, maybe those speaking engagements or the, um, the media, or it can even actually get other public, get publishers like that, like people to actually see you and maybe offer you a, another book deal. It could um, 
you know, provide new business or bring um, great partnerships or collaborations. Right. Okay. Yeah. So having a personal brand is great and powerful, preferably before you get your book published. How do you build it? Well, you know what? I'm going to make it really easy for um, your audience. Let, let me break it down into really three things. The first thing you need to be able to do is really explain um, what your expertise is, what you do, and who you do it for. So imagine being um, crystal clear so that your message gets across and people are able to go and tell a friend about you and explain what you do to somebody for somebody else. Imagine people knowing who to actually refer your book to, refer you to, because you've been crystal clear on actually understanding what you do. So it's really funny because a lot of people will say, well, I know what I do, but, but I say, do other people know what you do? So it's um, an exercise on clarity and um, consistency and, and actually um, uh, testing, testing your messaging out and seeing if people are understanding it and can they repeat it? Do they you know, share that with other people? So being clear on yeah, what you do. Not is, only is, will help you get the referrals, but if you have virtual assistants or part-time staff or full-time staff, it can align your staff to what you are all about as well which can really help move the business forward as well. Exactly. And um, I don't think enough people actually take the time, um, uh, you know, doing this exercise themselves, or especially if you have a team or even just a couple of people that work with you, do you spend the time with them to say, this is our message, this is what we do and actually get them to memorize it. And you memorize it too. So one of the things that um, I love to do is create a one-liner. A one-liner is, um, you know, so if somebody comes up to you and says, so what do you do? I like to break it down into making sure that I um, state the problem and the audience and what I do and the results that I provide. So for example, if somebody says to me, what do you do? I said, I say, well, Judy, you know, more and more people these days are jumping the corporate ship and leaving that to start their own business using their skills, their knowledge and their talents. And that seems really great, but a lot of times they really struggle um, because it's not as easy as it, it, it seems. So. I'm a brand visibility expert and I work with entrepreneurs that are growing their businesses to help them step into their spotlight, get seen and heard and remembered so they can make an income while they're making an impact. So I, I always like to start with drawing people in with a statement that talks about them so that people are going, oh, tell me more. Instead of saying, oh, Judy, uh, uh, if you ask me again what I do, 
I say, oh, I am a brand strategist. And then that's nice. And the, and a lot of times the conversation just ends there and goes on to something else because people don't know what to say or what questions. They haven't been engaged. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great formula. <laughs> Identify the problem, the audience, the solution, and the results, the benefits you'll get from implementing that solution all in one sentence that makes it easy to remember and easy to explain to others so that they can remember and refer people to you. And um, I made that very conversational because, um, you know, I was having a quick, I was having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but you can actually make them um, even simpler. I have, you know, I, you can do a simpler version if you were getting up and having to introduce yourself in front of a group, you know, at a networking event or something. But um, the, the point is to put the three things in and work on that, work on that with your team, work, you know, share that with some other people so that you see if it's, it resonates. Great. So that was step one. You said that there were three steps, I think. Yes. So the second step is to actually determine how you want to be perceived. How do you want people to describe you? And to do that, I love to do the, um, this uh, word exercise where you choose three specific words that um, you want to be uh, seen as. So think of them as your personality or your characteristics that you have. Um, for me, my uh, words are empower, support, and creativity. And remember, we talked about Stephen King, how I came up with you know, three things to describe him. Um, scary, edge of your seat, <laughs> imaginative. Um, but they could be, you know, is it uh, professional? Is it eccentric? Um, you know, is it custom order or made to order? It, you know, it, it, there's so many things that you could be, but take the time to you know, write a whole list, just keep going of what you think and then start to narrow it down. If you have a team, this is really great when everybody's involved and you can and do this together. But the other thing is some people are like, oh, I can't choose my three words. I don't know what they should be. Don't get stuck on it. Choose three that, you know, your three, three are gonna stand out for you at least somewhat. And you know what? If they don't feel like they're right after a while, then they can evolve. Now, is there a handy list somewhere where you can see all these descriptive words and you can circle the ones that you think apply to you and then you can sort of narrow it down? I have a list um, that I share with people. And if you'd like, um, I can uh, uh, provide that in the uh, in your notes and you can oh. share that with your audience. That would be super. Okay. How many words are on that list? Um, there's four columns of quite a long list. So it's quite, so it's quite robust. And even that I say, don't get stuck on just these words, but they do get the juices flowing. Great. And then um, I'd say the third thing, especially as um, you know, somebody that's a writer 
um, an expert, you have to have some sort of content strategy. So how are you gonna get the word out there? How are you going to share who you are and let people know? You've got to show up and you've got to provide value. So you have to step away um, from, you know, the writing of the book or the doing of the business and let people know. So things like share your story, who you are, let people in, let, let them get to know you, um, but also provide value to them, like tips uh, that would help them out, advice, um, you know, and then where are you going to show up? And you don't have to show up everywhere, but what I would suggest is you pick a few uh, platforms that you want to use and be consistent there. The one thing I do suggest for everybody is that they have at least a blog or a website that's their own, sort of the home base, I would call it. And then, um, you know, choose a social media. Is it LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, TikTok, you know, whatever suits your personality, choose one, at least one of them. That's it. Um, a great place to find your audience. Um, you Maybe you start a podcast or a YouTube channel. Um, the other thing you can do is to uh, go out and offer to be a guest on other people's blogs and podcasts. So there's Oh, and I also suggest that everybody start an email list. Yeah, because, your list is pretty valuable. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, I've heard anything from uh, a dollar a name to, I don't know, 20, 30, $40 a name. So if you can build a really big list, that's a pretty important asset for your business, especially if someday you want to sell your business. Yeah. Your list is going to be a value for that, uh, for getting a, a buyer to pay more. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because a lot of people will say, well, you know, what am I going to do with these names if I get them? Like, you know, do I have to send out stuff all the time? What am I going to send? There's so many things that you can be sending, um, especially as writers. Oh my gosh, you've got content. You've, you have things that you can share. So you could take, you know, small snippets of your book um, and use those for blogs or make a video about it, um, a video blog. Um, you could do um, a newsletter where you give some tips, uh, um, you could highlight people that are in the same industry that align with you. Um, I always say, stop, uh, don't think about uh, your competitors so much as a uh, competition as, but think of them as part of your um, team. So if, for you, Judy, if you're in the publishing arena, there's all kinds of people that help authors as well that you probably align with think of them as your publishing team and you know 
Um, it doesn't always have to be that you send out things about yourself. You could be spotlighting other people. And you do a great job of that, uh, Judy, by doing a podcast. So you could be sending out, you know, weekly in a newsletter in your email. Um, guess what? The newest podcast is out and give a little description of who it is. And, um, you know, and that's all you'd have to do to at least continue to be seen in their inbox so that it isn't necessarily all of a sudden like, who the heck is this? <laughs> right. Yeah. If you have good testimonials, if you have an interesting case study. Uh, maybe you've just helped a client overcome an issue that your prospects are facing so that they know that you do this type of work. I mean, there's, there's a ton of different strategies that you can have, but you want to try to get in front of them frequently. And I have a few people who send emails daily or maybe three or four times a week. And frankly, that's too much, I find. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Plugs my email um, inbox, so I tend not to read anything from them because I'm inundated with their stuff. So, what would you recommend? Once a week, twice a week, less than that? I'd say once a week is um, is perfect, especially if you're feeling like it's um, a stretch for for yourself. Um, you know, but also make that content strategy so that you're not stressing out so much so that you do show up, um, you know, with like, say, I have to have something, you know, every Tuesday, I'm going to send something and start to put like this month, I'm working on uh, this topic, um, you know, and make, make topics for yourself. Then you can go out and, you know, one week, it could be that you're highlighting a uh, one of your clients. Uh, the next week, it could just be um, something from your book. The next week, it could be um, uh, something that you've seen in the industry that you're sharing, you know, but it could all be on a topic. It's just some way to get a strategy together so that you're showing up. Like, I want you to step into that spotlight of yours. Yeah, you could create your four or five pieces of content in an hour for the month and then schedule them to go out and then it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's great, um, you know, services now um, that aren't too much money that you can use. It. And yes, schedule it out so that, you know, um, you write it, you put it in your system and you say, tell it what time it goes out and, um, and day. Yeah. And quizzes are really popular these days. You can put together a quiz and that not only serves as getting content out, but it also helps to engage your audience. You'll see yeah. how many people respond to the quiz. Those um, quizzes are actually great. Um, what I call lead magnets, uh, ways to get people on your email list too. Um, putting those on your website and you know, people love quizzes. They just love them. Yeah, it's amazing how you get more people responding to something like a quiz than you do from other content that you put out that you think would be of more value. But yeah, 
So, and then um, I don't want this to seem like an exercise in futility, like, oh yeah. So I'm telling people about, you know, myself on, on a weekly basis or I'm showing up, what's that gonna do? Well, it eventually gives you the opportunity to um, share what you're working on um, and ask for them to um, check out your new book or, your new service that you have and start to ha have business opportunities and sales from that. So we are doing it for a reason. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. You just don't wanna do that too much. You don't wanna to be too salesy in content, but every now and then, yes, you want to make sure that people understand what you do and who you do it for and uh, that this is how they can do business with you. Yeah, and you know what? I always like to have some sort of um, offer every now and again. Like it's, you are allowed to make an offer. Um, you're right. Don't, it can't always be about, I want you to buy this or I have this thing that's for sale. It should not be like that. You know, you need to provide value. You need to give people a chance to build that rep or rep relationship with you because um, building a brand is as we said building a reputation and that reputation comes from building a relationship and getting people you know the whole no like trust factor because they need to know you before they're willing to pull out their wallet right now do you have suggestions for types of offers because i've heard that Offering a discount is not that great of a strategy because it sort of undermines your value. If you say 50% off or 20% off or whatever, then people aren't ever going to really want to pay. And when I say offer, I mean making an offer on your product. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a sale price. It could be a limited time that you're, um, maybe you have a course, uh, that's been developed from your book, or um, maybe it is your book, you know, a limited time offer, um, you know, uh, um, get the book and um, um, a consultation with me or something like that. Um, but there's all kinds of things. And it could just be starting to tell people, oh, by the way, if you're in, now that you've been reading all this stuff, um, I also, if you're interested in having a, a consultation, that brings them into your um, into your world and and having that one-on-one, -on -one where you can then start to um, tell them about your services and how they can work with you. Right. Um, for that, I would recommend that you have some kind of pre-qualification because your time is valuable. And you don't want to be spending your time with a whole lot of one-on-one -on -one consultations with people who aren't really qualified to be your ideal client or prospect. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you had some kind of pre-qualification form for people to fill out to say, I'm giving out five consult free consultations this month, fill out this form and I will be picking randomly or whatever. Um, so then you can make sure that you're picking the ones who are truly qualified. 
Yeah, and that's where also a good um, calendar scheduler is handy because you can um, hook up a link to your calendar and give specific times that you'll do it. So if you only wanted five of them in a month, then if once they get filled, then it, it, um, they have to move on to the next month. But also it, some of the calendars uh, applications will give you the opportunity to send along a form that people have to fill out with uh, answering questions right. to qualify them. Mm -hmm. Do you have particular calendar systems that you recommend? Um, so a lot of people use Calendly, mm -hmm. and um, I believe that there's a free version of that. I'm not sure if the free version allows you to do the questions, but uh, it's still very reasonable. I use one called Time Trade. Um, I use Time Trade as well. <laughs> and, uh, it's just because I've had it for so long, and it, not a lot of people actually know about it. Um, but also um, Acuity is another good one. Acuity, I know definitely allows you to do the questions. Right, I've heard of Acuity as well. It just is a fair amount more expensive. You have Calendly that's free, you have Time yeah. Trade that's somewhere around $49 for the year. And then Acuity is something like more like $249 for the year. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure how much Acuity was, but um, I know that the people that use it really enjoy the form that you forms that you get with it. So it depends on your needs. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, this has been wonderful. Are there any other uh, tips that you want to share or tools that you want to offer? Um, well, the one thing that I just want to um, restate is that Remember, you you all have a brand and there's so much that it can do for you to build your credibility, to get you out there, um, to help you sell a book and also to make your book work for you. So just do some of these small things and work on them gradually. Building a brand takes time and um, you have to build on the momentum. Excellent. Uh, I understand that you have something that you are offering to the Skill Bites community. I am. I would love to uh, gift your audience with a free copy of my book. And um, if you go to brandingontheshoestringbook.com, you can get a free downloadable copy of my book. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And how did you come up with that 83 days or less. <laughs> so that's my little hook. And um, really it is um, seven days short of 90 days. And um, I work with a business uh, coach and we always work on a 90 day plan. And I always like to have that little bit of time that week um, for people to actually think about uh, what they're what they're doing and and where they're at and assess where they've been and um, then you've got everything together so then you can go forward and actually build the brand <laughs> okay thanks so much and so yes you can get kim's book her best-selling book branding on a shoestring where you just go to the website branding on a shoestring.com and you can download it yeah. Fabulous. Yes. 
Yes. Well, thank you so um, much, Kim. Really appreciate your being here with us today. And um, I love your ideas. I'm going to download your book and uh, read it and be able to do more with my personal brand. Well, great. Thank you, Judy. Thank you so much for having me on um, and sharing uh, your audience with me.